0: You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every
1: day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 15th, 2017, a busy, busy, busy Valentine's Day for the Orlando Magic. If you haven't heard, you probably aren't listening to this podcast very often, but the Orlando Magic completed the trade, the trade that, that... most of us have been anticipating in the trade that, as frankly expected, uh, trading Serge Ibaka to the Toronto Raptors for Terrence Ross and a first-round pick. I'll have a complete breakdown of that trade, including uh, some comments from General Manager Rob Hennigan as well as some players. Uh, on the team about what to expect from the Magic's new acquisition as Orlando has entered the next phase, so to speak, uh, and begun to transform their team and prepare them for the future. We'll have a complete breakdown of that. I'll talk very briefly about the San Antonio Spurs because I think um, while the Magic do play a game on Wednesday against the Spurs, uh, we're going to focus most of our attention on the deal that will reshape the Magic's uh, franchise and organization. If you want a little bit more about the Spurs, um, I, and I, I highly encourage you to listen to Lockdown Spurs with our good pal Jeff Garcia. He'll have a complete, uh, p- complete preview of the game. Um, you know, I was supposed to be on the show, but we kind of both agreed that with all the trade talk, the trade kind of comes first for the Magic. Um, I hope, I, I think you would agree with that too. Uh, so, but be sure to follow him uh, to get your lowdown on the Spurs. Get ready for Wednesday's game, as well. Uh, on top of all that. Uh, if you want my quick immediate reaction to the trade, I did record a podcast while I was walking to Orlando Magic practice uh, earlier this in the afternoon. Um, that should be on your uh, uh, in your archives if you download the podcast via, via iTunes, Audible, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the fun places you download podcasts. You can go back and listen to that five minute quick bite on what my thoughts are about the trade. I'm sure I'll repeat, be repeating many of those points, but still, give it a listen. Why not? You know, I put, I put the effort together, got on my phone, and recorded a quick podcast. Let's start, though, real fast. Just talk very, very briefly about the San Antonio Spurs because the Magic do play a game uh, at 7 o'clock over at the Amway Center against the San Antonio Spurs. The Orlando Magic seem very hopeful that Terrence Ross will play in that game. Uh, he, I believe he did arrive in Orlando um, uh, on Tuesday, uh there there is hope that he'll be able to clear a physical and, and be able to play. Obviously, won't have a lot of practice time. I would imagine he'd still come off the bench for the team um, just because of the lack of familiarity. But uh, you know, that's gonna be a, a small part to this game. I've long pegged this game against the Spurs as a schedule loss for San Antonio. They're completing a six-game road trip, the first leg of their vaunted rodeo road trip. Uh, and it just has the feeling of Greg Popovich gonna let his guys rest right before the All Star break, steal an extra day of rest. Feel like his reserves can can try and help him out, get into the get get a win, especially against a struggling Orlando team. And now an Orlando team without possibly its best player in Serge Ibaka. And Serge was playing well heading into the game, and of course the Magic picked up a nice win in Miami. So there is a little bit of confidence, and and the team does feel like it'd be good to get consecutive wins heading into the All Star break. Um, again, they say a lot of these things. We'll see if they actually. Uh, pull go through with them. The Spurs, of course, won on Monday, defeating the Indiana Pacers. Kawhi Leonard another thirty-point game. If he plays, he's the best player on the on the court. Not only is he the best player on the court, he's probably uh, going to be a major factor and give the uh, give the Spurs a distinct and very clear advantage um, in that game. So, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see who. The Spurs play in this game. I I still suspect they'll rest guys. Um, you know they they may not. You know they may still play a lot of their key players. Um, they may treat this like a normal game. Who knows? We'll we'll find out when we get to the arena on Wednesday night. Um, Orlando certainly needs to treat this as a regular game, but th- this does have not only an opportunity for Popovich to steal some rest or some guys. But also, it feels like a scheduled loss for San Antonio coming at the end of a long road trip. And not only that, they have to go home and then go back out on the road to finish the rodeo road trip with the AT&T Center, uh, booked for the week with the rodeo road trip. Uh, So it'll be an interesting game, to to say the least. Lots of storylines going on. Big one, of course, the Magic's trade. All-star break coming up. Spurs winning on Monday to clinch their 20th consecutive winning season an incredible feat uh, something magic fans would love to have right now uh, but it, it it'll be interesting to see exactly what comes of this game and and, and whether you know I, I I was on Bang the book podcast for the last two weeks uh, and I said you know these last games where the all-star break can always be a little screwy because you never know who's checked out and already looking forward to the all-star break and who's really ready to play and and compete in these games and treat them normally and and even coaches sometimes will say you know we'll just bag this game, let our guys get an extra day of rest. You know, it's a longer break now, which maybe reduces that meet, that desire a little bit, uh, but it is still an opportunity to say, you know what, we're fine. We trust our young guys to, to maybe give compete and get us in this game, or maybe we don't even need this game uh, and, and give some other people an opportunity or give some stars an opportunity to rest. Uh, the Spurs are the Spurs, though. They do play well when they don't have their best players out there anyway, so if the Magic are going to win this game, it's, again... Like I've, like I've said really for the last few weeks now, when the Magic play, it's less about their opponent and more about them. When Orlando plays well, plays hard, plays energetically, plays together most of all, they can beat just about any team in the league. And, and they proved that again on Monday when they defeated the Miami Heat on the road, a team that had won 13 of its last 14 games uh, and was tearing up the league uh, at that moment. So this will be an interesting game. Uh, it'll be an interesting game for Terrence Ross's first game. Uh, we'll talk. I'll talk a little bit more about what he provides in just a moment, and so we'll see exactly what the Magic look like. Get a better idea of what they look like in this last game before the trade deadline, because who knows? The Magic might not be done yet. But obviously, the big news, and I'm probably spent a little too much time there on the Spurs. But obviously, the big news on Tuesday was the trade: Serge Ibaka heading to the Toronto Raptors. For Terrence Ross and a first-round pick, of uh, the worst of the two first-round picks that the Raptors have, um, according to some, according to some reports, uh, so likely it's going to be the Clippers pick. It'll be in the twenties either way, because uh, the Raptors have the Clippers pick this this year. Uh, so it'll be, you know, it, This is the deal we expected for a long time. Uh, we've long targeted Toronto as a possible landing spot for Serge Ibaka. They expressed interest at, in him at the draft. It's been no secret they want him. They wanted him, it's been no secret that they've been looking for some power forward help, and Ibaka was the best one on the market. Uh, It was just a matter of, could they reach a deal, and when do they reach a deal? Terrence Ross has a lot to give up, and it doesn't seem like he has a lot to give up because of his scoring, that he's a young player on a relatively cheap contract that does produce and play a nice role for Toronto. And all reports were the Raptors were holding out on him, they did not want to give him up, and everyone kind of saw the writing on the wall that eventually to make this deal happen, the Raptors would have to give up Terrence Ross. And so it's just a matter of when does the deadline pressure get to them? And it appears it finally did, or you know, perhaps the Magic were asking for a lot and the Raptors said, Ross in a first or we're walking, and the Ma- uh, we're walking or we're taking another deal. There are some reports that suggest that the Raptors had other deals on the table for other power forwards and eventually the Magic relented. I mean, it was clear the Magic needed to make a move. That much was absolutely certain before they made this deal. And as Rob Hennigan addressed the media on Tuesday to discuss the deal, he said it was clear that what the Magic had this year didn't work or wasn't working. And if they still wanted to make a playoff run, they needed to make a change.
0: You know, for us, this deal made sense for a few different reasons. I think as we've watched our team play over the course of the season, clearly um, something's amiss. And we're all frustrated by um, the way our team's performed to date. And we felt like it was necessary to, to try to shake things up somehow, some way. And um, we've been active in our in our discussions on the trade market. And when this opportunity came to the forefront, um, we felt like it, it helps our team and, and it was worth doing.
1: Obviously, there are plenty of other considerations. This was not simply a deal to make a deal. It's a dreaded phrase at this time. Uh, this wasn't like last year where the Magic felt like they they had to mix things up to try and get back in the playoff race. Uh, certainly, the same motivation is underlying it. Part of the problem was Serge Ibaka was set to become a free agent and at 21 and 36 right now, uh, the Magic probably weren't in a position to re-sign him or to have a really good chance at re-signing him. Uh, this is not a team that's close to winning a championship. This isn't a team that's, that's really even in the playoff picture. Uh, yeah, they're Five and a half games out, five and a half, six games out. Uh, so it's not impossible. It's just very, very improbable. And Rob Hennigan continued to say, "We're going to fight to make the playoffs. Our goal, and tw- he said at the end of his press conference, our goal is to make the playoffs to- in 2017. We're not. They're not giving up on that goal. But this move did have a lot of symbolism attached to it. This move did kind of show that the Magic's gambles." This season did not work, and that the Magic are gonna have to kind of change who they are as a team to compete in the NBA these days. Take take a look at what they did here. They traded away Serge Ibaka, who was supposed to be the stretch four that that changed their game a little bit, able to protect the rim and change their defense. And he hasn't been able to do that. Orlando is still one of the worst defenses in the league, and just they haven't gelled together. They went out and brought in all the bigs. They brought in Bismack Biyombo. They brought in Jeff Green. They they valued versatility on on the big scale. They had a back a, a very loaded back front court, and that gable didn't work. It's been increasingly obvious that when they play quicker stretch fours, they're at a disadvantage. They can't protect the rim. They can't defend the perimeter. They can't do the things that this team needed to do to succeed, namely on the defensive end. And offensively, obviously, this team struggled to score. Bringing in Terrence Ross is something of an admission that that big style of play did not work. Most people assume that the Magic will move Aaron Gordon to the fore, and I think it's a fair assumption to say that when Ross is fully acclimated to the team, that the team will start Terrence Ross at the three and Aaron Gordon at the four. I I don't think that's extremely far-fetched at this point. But Ross also provides shooting. He provides a little versatility, too, because he can play the two or the three. He's an extreme athlete. And, and, And Hennigan even said, by adding that offense, it should help the Magic's defense out a little bit, too. This was a move that just had to be made. We all knew Ibaka wasn't probably going to resign and the Magic could not lose him for, for nothing. Obviously, the team's record speaks for itself too. The Magic have been unable to right the ship on their own. They've been unable to get the ball rolling and, and build momentum to make a playoff push. And while certainly there is that desire to still make the playoffs, I don't think that has gone away. This is also a move that's going to be looking at the future. And that's something I've been preaching for a while now when we've talked about trades. I've been preaching the Magic have to do make a move that makes their roster fit better. And I think the Magic spacing is going to improve. I really do believe the Magic offense will improve because Terrence Ross is there. Because now the Magic have another shooter. He's shooting about 37% on the year, shooting a career-high 44% overall, and that's coming off the bench, uh, where he's averaging 10.4 points per game, which is close to a career-high, and he's averaging a career-high points per 36 minutes. So Ross has been efficient in the minutes that he's been given, at least for his career standards. He's got a career-high PER. He's having a good year by all accounts. Maybe not as a starter, and that's going to be the big question that Ross faces once he arrives in Orlando, is can he provide the starter minutes that the Magic need. But this move was done to say, both to say, we can now make the roster fit a little bit better now and set up our future. This wasn't a move to push all in for the 2017 playoffs. So The Magic will continue to say, our goal is to make the playoffs. And until that dream is dead, mathematically, the Magic will continue to say that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I know some people would take offense to that. The Magic are fourth right now in lottery odds. Some people might take offense to that and say, no, the the right move here is to tank and completely restart. I don't think the Magic are going to do that. I don't think the Magic want to do that, to be frank. Right or wrong, they don't want to. But this move does fit those dual purposes. And Hennigan said, said as much during his press conference today.
0: We'll see. I think, you know, part of what we'll experiment with is that, is playing a little smaller, putting some different combinations on the floor that may help us match up um, a little easier with teams that play smaller. Um, You know, I think this trade was made sort of with with two directives, right? It was, let's try to continue to add to the team and piece this together in a way where we can make a playoff run, but let's also do so in a fashion that allows us to, to build forward and and connect to the future. So we feel like we've, we've accomplished both things, and you know we'll have to see how it how it plays out.
1: Indeed, that is what everyone's waiting to see now. Is exactly how does this play out? Does Terrence Ross fit? Can he take a step up and roll, or are the Magic going to be looking for a new small forward slash whatever in the summer? You know, Ross has paid, got two more years on his contract. He signed an extension with the Raptors uh, a few summers ago. Uh, he's got. Two years left on his deal. He'll make ten and a half million dollars each of the next two years. That's for a guy that's going to average about ten points per game. You know, possibly do a little bit more. I mean, everyone remembers that Ross scored 51. He actually holds the Raptors' record for single-game scoring. Uh, he can go off. He can get very hot. Uh, he can play on the perimeter, make a lot of shots, get out in transition. You know, he's he's a dunker. I mean, he's he competed in the dunk contest once. He is extremely athletic. Uh, will provide something new to the Magic. Something that, that they haven't had. And I, I, like I said, I think his spacing will be incredibly valuable. It'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. And like many of you, I, I don't think it's necessarily going to matter what it does to the team's record this year. I think it would be nice to see if he fits in with the core. But generally, I think he's a player you acquire for the long haul. You know, for, for the most part. You bring in a player like Terrence Ross to set your f- franchise up for the next few years. He's a key, he's a good role player to have. And obviously that's not what you wanted from the sur- not necessarily what you wanted when you acquired Serge Ibaka to begin with. Orlando gave up a lot for Serge Ibaka. No doubt about it. They gave up a ton. Victor Oladipo, former number 2 overall pick, at least a good secondary, th- tertiary option, or sixth man, as Oklahoma City's been discovering. You give up DeMonte Sabonis, a, a lottery pick, essentially, and, and you give up Arsano Yusova, who, while I don't think the magic were going to keep him, has played very well for Philadelphia this year. That's a lot to give up for a guy. And it was a calculated risk, and it was a huge gam- And it was not a huge gamble, but it was a gamble. What the Magic did Tuesday was always a possibility if that gamble failed. And that gamble failed. Serge Ibaka ha- is having a great season. He's having a career year offensively. The Magic gave him more offensive responsibility and he has largely shined. He's not going to create for anybody for much anybody else, but they, they knew that. He, but he showed that he can increase his scoring a little bit. And defensively, while he's not the all-defensive player he was once... He still shows flashes of it, and he still plays defense at a pretty good level. His defense has not decreased, at least, from what it was the last few years. So, the Magic, obviously, just decided they had to cash in. That's the unfortunate situation that they were put in. By their record. It's not Sergio Ibaka's fault. So it's, it's it's the team is where it is. They sensed they weren't going to be able to resign Ibaka, and they made a move. They got a young player, Ross is 26 years old, on a reasonable contract, who can make major contributions, and a first round pick. It's about all you can expect them to do when you're essentially only selling another team a rental. And Serge Ibaka is going to be an unrestricted free agent. And while it seems like Toronto's going to resign him, Toronto's got their own financial issues. They know their window is open, and this is a deal that, that could help them. Get into the championship picture. We'll see if we'll see if it does that. For the magic, though, this is a move with an with an eye on the future, for sure. This is a move that gives the team another valuable asset and gives the team something for Serge Baca. We'll see exactly how it works. It's going to be a wait and see with this to see if it works and works fully. But to my to my money, in isolation, when you take out the context of this deal, or at least most of the context of this deal, the Magic did fine. They got a good player. They got someone who's going to be able to contribute not only this year, but next year as well. And and, and for the next few years, if, if they want him. Not a star, but they weren't expecting to get one. Certainly, the Serge Ibaka experiment failed. And I'll talk a little bit more about that on a future episode. But this is the position the Magic were put in and this is what they had to do simply to survive and continue to, to build toward something. The Magic may not be done. And even if the Magic don't do something before next Thursday's deadline, there's still time to remake the roster at the draft. They're going to have a high draft pick. They're going to have a, a lottery pick again, most likely. And a good lottery pick and a good draft. To get another big time talented player. And as long as they keep expectations realistic and find players that better complement each other, the magic will be okay. They may not be great. They may not make the 2018 playoffs, but they'll be okay. Ross is a player that can complement other players. He doesn't need the ball in his hands a lot. He's not gonna isolate. He's gonna spread the floor with a shot, attack when when the when it's open, get out in transition, and use his athleticism defensively. That's a a start. And we'll see exactly where that start takes the Magic in the near future. On top of all this, though, the Orlando Magic had practice on Tuesday. They have a game on Wednesday. The season does not care what you're facing or what you're doing every day. It keeps coming. It keeps going. And so while the Magic did not have Serge Ibaka on Tuesday for Tuesday's practice, they still had to prep for Wednesday's game. And this season, as much as as anything, has been a lesson in kind of rolling with the punches, taking some adversity, and figuring out how to get up. Orlando dealt with the injury to Aaron Gordon in the first month of the season. Serge Ibaka even had, had an injury in training camp. They dealt with the injury to Jody Meeks. They dealt with another injury to Jody Meeks. They dealt with the injury to Evan Forney They dealt with, with rotation and lineup changes. And they've had to adjust on the fly. And, and maybe this was the wrong season to do, the, do that with so much newness. It's not necessarily something you can control. The rotation changes obviously are. But there's a lot of things you couldn't control. And so Tuesday was another moment where the Magic are kind of rolling with the punches and having to adjust on the fly again. Aaron Gordon's probably going to have to learn how to be a four all over again this year. They're going to be asking him to do things they haven't asked him to do for 52 games, 50-some-odd 50 games. And obviously, as, as Evan Fournier will say pointedly in, in the upcoming clip, obviously, they haven't done a good job at this because their record is what it is.
0: Uh, no, obviously. Uh, I mean... <laughs> uh, no, I mean we're a struggling team. It's uh, there's no other way to you know say it. Uh, you know it's been, it's been it's been a rough rough season. Uh, so many ups and downs. Uh, you know great wins and terrible losses. Uh, that, that don't really make sense. You know we uh, we definitely have the potential to uh, to be good, but again it's, uh, we have to be consistent. You know. Uh, I mean, you can't explain, you know, why you you win in San Antonio by double digit, but lose at home against, uh, I don't know, I think at the time it was uh, Phoenix. He was like five days after we won the game, so it just just doesn't make sense, you know.
1: And that has been uh, the confusion, and, you know, always count on Evan Fournier to keep it real uh, when when the media, and and in this case myself, asks a, a kind of silly question because, of course, Orlando hasn't rolled with the punches really well they've, they've dealt with they've faced a lot of adversity and they haven't always come through um, the inconsistency has reigned throughout the year and that's why the magic are where they're at and it's why Fournier among many players is so extremely frustrated and and you can really feel I mean with Fournier especially you can really feel the frustration over how the season has gone uh, and the magic just haven't They've responded well when they get beat down and when they get embarrassed, but they haven't responded well when things get put in their way. And even in games, I mean, you've heard Frank Vogel say this at times too, that the Magic will get get punched and wilt and not take it and not respond and not bounce back. And all these elements kind of come together. All these elements really play with each other throughout the entire season, where the team isn't able to withstand that big injury, or not necessarily that big injury, but adjust easily. It takes time for them to figure things out. And of course, it's easy to say that. I mean, and, and this is something that I believe in. You know, that's that's kind of the difference between good teams and bad teams. It's use of talent. It's Responding to adversity, it's you know those those some, sometimes those intangible things. and it's not that they're not trying. it's not an effort thing. it's it's just whatever it is it's just it's not always working. And that might be one reason why the magic made the trade they made. I might I mean that's probably a big reason why the magic made the trade they made because there's only so much they can do internally with the roster they have. You keep going to the same boat. Eventually, you know, you know, the definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. There's only so many levers you can pull, and and in some ways, it felt like Orlando has pulled a lot of those levers, and that's why a trade needed to happen. Tuesday was another day where the Magic had to withstand adversity, or the Magic had to practice and prepare for a game against San Antonio, a game that the Magic absolutely need. They need to go into the All-Star break with a two-game win streak. Their first, their first consecutive wins since Christmas. They need it just for confidence. And and, you know, if this team is going to continue talking about making the playoffs, we're going to continue to hold them to that standard. I know a lot of fans are ready to embrace a high draft pick, and I think the Magic will still end up with one. But if the team is going to continue to say we our goal is to make the playoffs, you know, I, I've got to hold them to that standard still. And being able to practice through not having your best player, not having your full team, being able to integrate a new player into the system quickly is going to be a big test for this team. It's not one they've succeeded at very much this year. They've struggled when they get punched, both in games and out. It's taken them time to figure out how to get things to work. Things have not happened instantly with this team. It's always been a lot of work And some struggles before finding limited success before struggling again. And that's a big part of the problem of this team's inconsistency. Who knows what this team's going to look like? It could be a different team on Wednesday night. Because players have to step up with Serge Ibaka out now. Players have to figure out how to use Terrence Ross. If he plays on Wednesday. It's going to be a bigger there's going to be a little bit of an adjustment period. Good teams though find a way to win during these adjustment periods. The good teams find a way. And that's been the big problem for the Magic. When they face these little adversities, when they face these disruptions, they have not always responded consistently. They have not always responded well. And if they can do that this time, obviously there'll be some hope built in for the future. And obviously, there'll be some opportunity now to to build some momentum and get back on the right track. As always, we'll see what happens. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's podcast. As the Orlando Magic uh, make the trade to to trade Serge Ibaka to the Toronto Raptors for Terrence Ross in a first round pick, Uh, obviously, we'll we'll continue to break down that deal. Have more coming on that. On OrlandoMagicDaily.com, as well as uh, we'll talk talk about it more and more here on the podcast, uh, locked on Magic. So plenty more coming. Uh, we'll hopefully get to talk to Terrence Ross before the game on Wednesday. Talk a little bit about uh, uh, get to talk to him first off, and, and and get to get a better feel for who he is and what his game is like. Of course, the plan that it seems is for him to play on Wednesday if he can if he can clear a physical. Uh, we'll see if that happens or not. Um, that'll, but that, but that, that's obviously going to be a big storyline for Wednesday's game. The Magic do take on the San Antonio Spurs. If blessed you forget, there is a game on Wednesday, the last game before the All Star break, the last game before the trade deadline. The Orlando Magic taking on the San Antonio Spurs at the Amway Center at 7 p.m. Game is on Fox Sports Florida. Of course, we'll have complete coverage of that game on OrlandoMagicDaily.com as well as on the podcast on Thursday. Remember, you can always follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Magic as well as on Facebook, Locked On Magic. You can follow me on Twitter at Omagic Daily. Uh, appreciate all the love, uh, all the support uh, for the show. Obviously, uh, a great—you know—if uh, if you missed it, I did do a quick breakdown of the deal on my way to Magic Practice uh, uh, earlier today. So, if you want a kind of quick bite, go back in the archives. Follow us on iTunes, Audible, Stitcher. Tune in uh, to go back and listen to old episodes of Locked On Magic where I pretty much call this deal happening, uh, but then also where I break the deal down earlier as well. That'll do it for today's episode. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. We will see you all tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.